Good morning. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors live with you on a Sunday. Uh, man, we were at summertime yesterday, woke up to wintertime this morning. Not real fond of all this cold air, but the north winds are howling this morning and it's cold and supposed to be rainy and cold today. So we'll see how it all turns out. We never know in this state. So we had wildfires everywhere yesterday, so we could certainly use the rain. We definitely need some water. Uh, we're in the midst of a drought here. Hopefully, uh, we've, we've got this thing kind of working a little bit better. I know that uh, there's been some, still some glitches going on, but we're we're patiently working on them. I'm not a very patient person, but we're working on them. I want to bring a message to you this morning, and I, and I had to struggle. I had some things laid out last night, and I studied over some items and trying to determine just exactly what message it is that God wants me to bring this morning. And and, and I finally settled on this particular one. I've got several over here. God's been pouring into me a lot lately. Uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, you know that. I know that. There's a lot happening around us. There's a lot of things that the Lord is showing us um, in this last days, and I believe that's where we are. But what I want to share with you today is a message that I put together. Um, it came out of a Bible study. You hear me say that a lot. There's reason for that. God speaks to us when we're in his word. that That's probably the, the most common place that God will speak to us is in his word. You want to hear from the Lord? Get in his word. Maybe through a Bible study. I do these Bible studies on the Bible app, the, the Life Church Bible app that's, that's out there. Lots and lots of studies. You can get involved with other people. Uh, you can get other commentary as, as people read the same things you're reading. You can hear their idea, their thought, their opinion. You can share your thought, your ideas, your opinions. Man, it's a great way to study the Word of God, and it's a great way for God to speak into you. I'm not plugging for that Bible, the Bible app. I'm not, I'm not a paid commercial for them. I use it a lot, and I draw a lot from it. I get invited to lots and lots of these Bible studies. I've led many of them in there where I've invited other people to join me. It's a great tool. Use it to your advantage. Amen? Through that came this message Called that I titled Eyes to See. So the first step for us in, in, in utilizing the spiritual resources we've been given is to have our spiritual eyes open. You've heard me say before, God opened the eyes of our heart, not the eyes of our mind. These are our spiritual eyes so that, they, so that we can see just exactly what the resources are that God's giving us. God has given us talents, and through his Holy Spirit, we've been given gifts to use for, for any given circumstance that we may encounter. When we're walking in the fullness of the Lord, when we're walking in his power, surrendered to him, full of the Holy Ghost, he gives us these gifts and talents that we may use them in whatever circumstance that we may encounter along life's path. But if we can't see, if we can't see to recognize these gifts, or maybe we can't see to recognize the circumstance, we need God to open our spiritual eyes so that we can clearly see what it is he wants us to do in any given situation. The story of Elisha and his vision-impaired servant in Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6 is an absolute incredible story of just this very thing. The setting is a battle about to ensue between an enraged king of Aram, Syria, and the nation of Israel. Elisha's servant got an eyeful. At first, he could only see the enemy, which likely left him no other response than fear and anxiety. I mean, <laughs> the story is pretty funny. I, I find it pretty funny. We too often only see the storm. 
we, we may only see the attack. We may only see the enemy that's coming against us. But then this immediately became tuned in to a game-changing spiritual reality here. More was at this at his disposal and working on his behalf than he could have ever imagined. He couldn't see it with his physical eye. Elisha's prayer helped make him aware of all the resources and strength on his side fighting against this enemy. To be confident and victorious, we've got to be able to see past our physical realm. We've got to have our spiritual eyes opened so that we may see. We're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 6. This is verse 8 through 23. 2 Kings 6, starting with verse 8. Now the king of Aram, Syria, was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp shall be in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, saying, Be careful not to pass by this place, because the Arameans are pulling back to there. Then the king of Israel sent word to the place about which Elisha had warned him, so he guarded himself repeatedly. So now the heart of the king of Aram of Syria was enraged over this thing. He called his servants and said, Will you not tell me which of us is helping the king of Israel? In other words, he's saying, someone's ratting us out. we got a spy in our midst. This is what this, this king supposed. Now the king of Aram's own servant said, One of his servants said, None of us is helping him, my lord, O king. But Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. God can be oh so cool when we're facing a battle. He exposes the enemy's plot. We see this time and time again when Israel goes to war. Throughout the Old Testament, we we see God exposing the enemy on a constant basis in those older days through the prophets. That same exposure happens today. It happened all throughout the New Testament as well. When our spiritual eyes are opened, we're able to see the plot of the enemy. God shows us the plot and he protects us. The, the, so, he said, so he said, go and see where he is. The king's t- saying, go and see where he is so that I may spend, send men there and seize him. And he was told he's in Dothan. So the king sent horses and chariots and a powerful army there. They're going after Elisha now, okay? They're, they're going to go after this guy who's seeing things that's messing up their plans. They came by night and they surrounded the city. The servant of the man of God got up early and he went out. And behold, there was an army with horses and chariots encircling the city. Now, now you got to imagine this scene. Let's, let's just take, for instance, that you and your crew are out camping. Okay. You're minding your own business. You got your tent set up. You got your camp made and, and you wake up early. You wake up and go out early from your tent, maybe maybe to get you a cup of coffee. You're gonna you go stir the fire. You're gonna go warm up the coffee pot, and you realize something ain't right. You're surrounded by an enemy, by an enemy army. Ain't gonna be no coffee this morning. It's it just done messed up your plans, right? I mean, you go out, you're stretching, you're trying to get your eyeballs open, you're trying to wake up. You know how that is. And before you can get the coffee hot, you realize something's out of whack. You're surrounded by an enemy army, and and it's going to mess up the whole morning flow, right? Elisha's servant said to him, he goes back into the tent, and he said, Oh, no, my master, what are we to do? In other words, he he runs back into the tent 
afraid, full of anxiety and fear, and he tells Elisha, dude, we're surrounded. They've got us. They've got us hemmed in on all sides. What are we going to do? They outnumber us. We're, We're in trouble. And Elisha answered, don't be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, you got to realize this guy's seeing in his physical eyes. He's looking around going, uh, nope, 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 nope. I see what we have, and I've just seen what they have, and no, we're outnumbered. We're surrounded, and we're about to die. That's all this guy can think of. <clears throat> I love this part here. Now, again, strap yourself into the sandals of this servant for a minute. You are out camping with your crew. Maybe you have, maybe all, all you have for a weapon is your fishing pole. You know, you weren't hunting. Maybe you were fishing. Yes, it may well be an ugly stick with an unbreakable tip. I like those fishing poles. But you see an army. You see outnumbering odds. You're, you're looking around your little crew, even though they might be a bunch of pretty strapping good goods, you're outnumbered and you're about to get slaughtered. Then Elisha prayed and he said this. I love this. Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha's camp. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. God, that you open our eyes that we may see this morning. That the mountains around us are full of chariots of fire, of your army. I love this part too. <clears throat> yes, Lord. When the Ar- when the Arameans came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, "Please strike this people, this nation, with blindness." And God struck them with blindness in accordance with Elisha's request. So now you got an army that surrounded you that are now wandering around poking sticks at stuff because they can't see. Then Elisha said to the Arameans, "This is not the way, nor is this the city." Follow me, and I will lead you to the man whom you are seeking. And he actually led them to Samaria. When they had come to Samaria, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. When the king of Israel, Jehoram, saw them, and he said to Elisha, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them all? Elisha answered, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those you have taken captive with your sword and bow? Serve them bread and water so that they may eat and drink and go back to their master, this king Behadad. So the king prepared a great feast for them, and when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. And and the marauding bands of Aram did not come into the land of Israel again. So through these actions, the war between the the, the Arameans, the Syrians, and the Israelites quit. It stopped because they were like, "Whew, we can't fight against that stuff." They got unseen power. They've got they've got they're tapped into something we can't fight. We can't even see it. But those of the Lord can see because He opens the eyes of the hearts of the Lord people. That's that's what we're calling out for today. Lord, open the eyes of our heart. Open the eyes so that we can see past our enemy and know that these battles that we fight today, that we're not alone. Oftentimes, we get surrounded. All we can see is what's coming against us. I mean, it's not uncommon today. There's a lot of things being plotted against us today. 
I mean, it feels like our own government plots against us today. And all we can see is destruction and despair. We've talked a lot <clears throat> excuse me, through this week about um, the heaviness, the weariness. The don't grow weary in doing good. But it's difficult because as we face the battles that we face, it's, it's difficult sometimes to see past what's coming against us, to see past the storm. You know, one of my favorite stories, Peter in the boat, when Jesus comes walking in on the water, Peter gets out in the boat. He gets out of the boat. He's walking on the water. He's, he's, he's performing the miraculous right there in front of everybody, walking on water with Jesus. But then we know the story. He gets distracted. He got, he got too distracted by the storm. He quit seeing past the enemy, and, and he sank. It happens to us frequently. This past week, I myself have gone through some difficult times, some struggles, some weariness, this, this weariness of carrying this burden, this weariness of this fight, this weariness that it seems like every time we turn around, we're losing ground. You know, and, it, and it's troublesome. It's hard. It, it's difficult at times. And the reason being is because I got focused on my battle, not on my outcome. See, it doesn't matter what battle I face. When I keep my eyes on Jesus, I'm going to overcome. I'm going to win. I'm going to be victorious. The Bible tells me so, and I believe it. It doesn't matter what this world does to me physically. It doesn't matter what he does to anything around me physically. As long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, as long as my spiritual eyes remain open to see what God is doing around me, that, that's the important part. What would happen if I were to just quit? What would happen if I were to just give up? What would happen if I were to just lay down and die? The word of God that he pours into me won't be going out for me any longer. Am I somebody special? Absolutely not. But I'm a voice piece. I'm a torchbearer. I'm someone who's carrying the presence of the Lord forward. If I stop, someone else is going to have to take my place. It, it, it causes a disruption in the flow. It's not that God can't cover me. I'm not, I mean, literally, guys, I'm, I'm just a, a vessel that he's using. We, we understand what this means. Somebody could take my place, but why should they have to? If I'll keep my eyes open, if I'll keep the spiritual eyes of my life open and on the Lord, I understand that I'll overcome these struggles and battles. I don't understand them. I, I certainly do not. I whine and cry quite frequently to the Lord. I was doing some of that this morning, matter of fact, when I got up drinking my coffee and thinking about how cold it was. <laughs> and <clears throat> There's just a lot of things that we face in life that sometimes we can't see past. We, we can't see the other side that God sees. So it gets burdensome. It gets wearisome. But I'm asking today, Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes to see past our enemy. Open our eyes to see past our circumstance. Open our eyes to see past the struggle. Because as we overcome, others are seeing our struggles. Others are seeing our life. Others are seeing our walk. We may not think so. We may not think we're having any impact on anybody. But eyes are on us. They're on every believer, and they're watching intently. You stumble and fall and fail to get yourself back up and dust yourself back off, the enemy takes note of that. It becomes a weakness. It becomes a place he can dig into you. Get your eyes on Jesus. 
Lord, open our spiritual eyes that we might see past the storm going on around us and come to a full understanding that, God, you have us. You're in control. All we have to do is trust you. All we have to do is place our life in your hands. We may come out with some scars, some wounds, some bruises, and some bumps. We may stumble. We may fall. But when we get back up and when we keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we will overcome. And to those who overcome, there's all kinds of promise spoken. We're in this fight till the end. Stay true to him. Keep your eyes open. Continually ask God to open the eyes of your heart. Open your spiritual eyes so that you can see past this enemy that's surrounding you. So that you can see his army that surrounds the enemy. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. For whatever reason, he allows things in our life and we'll walk through hardship at times. Just the, the, the three amigos, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because of their faith, look what happened to them. God didn't deliver them until they were in the fire. They, they, had, to, they had to walk through that. They had to be bound. They had to be arrested and bound up, <clears throat> carried to a fiery furnace that was stoked up hotter than anybody had ever seen it. So hot that it killed the guys throwing them in. And yet God delivered them from the midst of the fire. That there's, an, there's a key element in this. He didn't deliver them before the fire. He delivered them in the midst of the fire. Now, uniquely, they were not burnt. They were not even singed. Only the ropes that bound them were burned off. Jesus was with them in the fire. You've got to learn with, to see with your spiritual eyes that he's with you in your fire. Someone out there needs to hear this today. You may feel like you've been thrown in the furnace, but you are not alone. The Spirit of the Lord is with you in that fire. Look to Him. Cry out to Him. Draw close to Him. Whatever the outcome may be, God's in control. Trust Him. Your eternity is dependent on it. Amen? Whew. Man, I guess I could get crazy with this if I wanted to. I'm going to try not to. I'm going to just close this up right here. Lord, open our eyes, open the eyes of our heart, open our spiritual eyes that we might see you clearly. God, that you show us who you are in our lives. Show up in the midst of our struggles. Show up in the midst of our challenges. God, I ask for the miraculous to come. I ask for the outpouring of your spirit on your people. God, there are those out there today, myself included, who are crying out for a move of your spirit in their life. God, I need you to move mountains in my heart. I need you to move mountains in my family's heart. I need you to move mountains in my marriage. I need you to move mountains in, in, in my finances. God, I need you to move mountains all around me. Crumble them to the ground, Lord. Let your spirit prevail. Not my will, but yours be done, Lord. I know that in the midst of these mountain climbing adventures, there's learning to be done. I need to learn it. You need to learn it. But today I'm asking for God to move mountains in us. Pour out over our families. Pour out over our marriages. No, I don't mean that Ron and I are having troubles. <laughs> That's not the case. Ron and I are solid. But we're fighting a battle as a couple. We're fighting a battle as a family. We're fighting a battle over our, over our parents. We're fighting a battle over our children. We're fighting battles over our grandbabies. We're fighting, we, are, are, we are at war Standing together, iron sharpening iron, God, open the eyes of our heart that we might see that we will be victorious. Don't let this heaviness 
Don't let these burdens, don't let this baggage drag us down. That God, we hear you clearly and we see you pushing us forward. We see you flattening those mountains ahead of us. Amen. Lord, have mercy. God, show us. Open our eyes that we might see. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing this time with us. We're praying for you. We're praying over you. We're praying that God opens your eyes spiritually, that you might see him clearly today. I pray you find yourself in the house of the Lord shortly. I'm fixing to. I'm going to get in my truck and head into town here in just a minute, and I'm going to be fed the word of God. We all need it. We need each other. We need the fellowship of other believers. Just like I said, iron sharpens iron. Somebody in a house of God needs to see you this morning, and you need to see them. Get yourself ready and find yourself in a God-fearing, God-believing, God-following house of the Lord this morning. Worship together corporately and let God pour into you so that you can pour into somebody else. Amen. We love you. If you can support us financially, all the giving links are on our website, on our Facebook page. We would certainly appreciate your support. We could use it right now. I desperately could use it right now. Let God use you in whatever fashion he chooses. We love you. We're praying for you. Please pray for us. We'll talk to you again real soon.